0: Welcome to the snooze button. Hey, I'm Brittany of Brittany She and Sleep. I've got 99 problems, but my kid sleeping isn't one. Happy Wednesday, guys! We are back with a new snooze button episode. So, okay, I'm gonna do something a little bit different today. I get a decent. I hate when I say <laughs> every time I say I get a lot of questions, bad or I get a decent amount of questions. I feel like I'm one of those faux like bloggers who's like everyone's been asking me about my outfits like I just wanted to share this top I got um and I don't want to sound like that believe it or not but I really and truly do get questions sometimes from clients who you know are thinking about the next step or people you know just slide right into my dms and ask like how did I become a sleep consultant is it hard what do I do what's it like so I'm going to do a short and sweet episode today and just peel back the curtain partially because you know hopefully you guys will find it interesting but also so the next time somebody asks me I can just send this to them and be like this is the information so I'm going to talk about it okay so I will first tell you quickly why I became a sleep consultant I did not know this was a job I didn't I had never like heard of them before I'd never worked with one or anything like that Um, and when I was pregnant with Teddy my oldest who's now six um I just I'm somebody who really cares about sleep like I need it to function I don't do well if I don't get a lot of sleep and at the time I had like you know a pretty intense full-time you know corporate job and when I was pregnant I thought I was going to be staying there I thought I was going to be doing that we didn't yet have plans to move out of New York nor did I have plans to not work or anything so I just started reading like everything there was about baby sleep and it's funny because I had been a nanny I've always been very comfortable around kids and babies and like you know like holding you know I think like there are some moms like I have friends who you know their their firstborn was like the first baby they'd ever held and I was the one who when I was in second grade and career day I said I wanted to be a preschool teacher apparently I told my mom once that I wanted to babysit myself as a baby which like probably something to unpack there not sure um so I went into motherhood, like, relatively confident, I would say, on on the spectrum. Um, and it's funny because looking back, even before I had my own baby, I was reading all these different books. And I was immediately, like, drawn to certain concepts or things, certain things really resonated with me. And others, like, really didn't. Like, I, I do have this really vivid memory of being on our baby moon in, um, actually here in LA, we were in Newport beach at a hotel and I was like sitting by the pool and I brought a couple of books with me and one of them was happiest baby on the block. And I remember like reading about the five S's and I don't even remember what else was in there that I was looking at, but something just like my gut was like, this isn't going to work. This doesn't make sense. Like, I I don't know why I was just like, this is, this is dumb. (laughs) I just stopped reading it. I was like, I'm not reading this book. This is ridiculous. Um, and lo and behold, a lot of the things in that book to this day, now that I'm like an expert who's worked with a gajillion babies I agree <laughs> that I don't like it but it's you know it's one of those things I think um, I did an interview for the podcast it hasn't aired yet but with uh, a good friend of mine named Inslee who's an artist and we were talking in the recording I was asking about like when she was younger and a kid and like you know kind of her trajectory of becoming an artist and and all of that and it's it's funny hearing like how the things that you're just naturally good at just like manifest in their ways when you're younger, right? So it like made total sense. Like now that I look back, like I was good at my corporate job, but like this is probably always what I was meant to do, right? And, and me like being so into babies and kids when I was a kid and then having this like gut reaction to things I was reading about sleep before I even had a kid, it makes sense, right? So I had Teddy. I basically like took different pieces from these books I'd read and kind of put together something that I thought would work. And then a combination of, you know, that and then just following my instincts of like what made sense and what didn't, you know, I was very focused on like what was safe and all that good stuff. And he was an amazing sleeper. You know, he was, we really never even did a formal quote unquote sleep training or sleep guidance. It was just gradually dropping the night feeds. You know, once he was able to use his hands, he did. I just kind of stopped replacing the passy. He was, to be clear, for some babies, and you know, I experienced this with Baker, my second, who was only a 34-weeker, and he was just a more fussy infant and I he was still sleeping through the night at three months but I had to more like pull out all the stops you know by then I was more I I had certification as a sleep consultant and I was a little bit more experienced but I had to work harder to get what I needed to get done with Baker than I did with Teddy so like that is true Teddy was an easier baby but still I realized and I only had like two or three friends at that point like good friends who had babies And they all were, like, doing moms on call or baby-wise or things like that. Like, they were kind of like me. Like, they, you know, they had good structures in place. They had good sleep foundations. So to me, it was like, okay, so this is what we all do. We all, like, do these things and, you know, maybe do things a little bit differently but similar. And then our babies just are great sleepers. And I realized it wasn't even then when I was sort of in my bubble in New York City with, like, only a few friends who had kids. It was really later on when we moved to L.A., And I decided to take a break. I was like, I'm not gonna move to a new state where I know absolutely no one and like immediately get like a full time job and like leave my baby with a nanny. I was just like not into that idea. So I decided I'm gonna take a little bit of time off and figure out do I wanna be a stay at home mom? Do I wanna work full time or part time? Like, what's it gonna be? And it was actually in a mommy and me class when Baker was a newborn. This is when this all came to a head. So I was a stay at home mom, I had this newborn summer of 2019 and like every single topic at this mommy and be like every week had to do with sleep and everyone people were getting in the shower with their clothes on like that's one that I remember and you know I remember uh he was in like a zero to six month class and he was like an itty bitty but there were older babies there and I remember a mom you know complaining that she was getting like one hour of sleep a night um and you know the baby was eating multiple times a night, and I said something like, "Have you ever like deferred soothing or done lay pause? Have you heard of that concept?" And she just looked like horrified. She was like, oh, "He's only five months old. I'm obviously not going to let him like cry." I was like, "Okay, <laughs> That's I wasn't like saying like forever, but," um, and I realized like, I you know I'm just a student in this mommy and me class or a, an attendee. I'm not like the leader. I don't have you know I didn't want to be pushy and like telling people, listen, all this stuff you're doing could be totally different if you just like did these things that I do. Um. And I was, like, frustrated. I was, like, I don't like that all these people are struggling so much and, like, don't seem to have any answers. And, like, I have the answers, but it's not really my place to give them to them. So I literally went home and I was, like, I wonder if you can, like, help other people with sleep as a job. Like, that is that a thing? Like, because at that point I was, like, fielding, like, late night calls and texts from friends who just knew – that Teddy and Baker were great sleepers and just being like hey like remind me what you did you know when he was three weeks old and like da 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 and I was like I wonder if this is like a job and I don't even remember what I googled but I think I googled like helping people with sleep as a job like something and I was like oh this is a real thing like you can go and be trained on all of this stuff this is super interesting so I, I literally just pulled up a comparison of all of the appeared to be the most like credible because there's a number of different programs you can go through you know just like anything else there's a number of different programs you can use to become certified and I really just reviewed all of them they all had comparable requirements length of time to complete um prices things like that so I was really looking for the one like which one seems the most serious um and the most modern like some of them seemed super archaic and they just It like looking at the website made me think that it was like Dr. Sears in a lab coat um, and like really antiquated. And I was like, I want to be up to date on like products and trends and like the latest science, obviously around sleep. So I picked the one that like seemed to check those boxes for me. And I'm really glad I did. Now that I'm, you know, (laughs) waist deep in all of this stuff and I know tons of other sleep consultants and all of the programs they did, I went with the best one. And I'm very happy I did. And if you are interested, in that. It's called the Cradle Coach Academy. So, went through the program. So, part of the program was you had to take on volunteer clients. So, one of the things I did was so I thought, you know what? I've experienced with my own at that point. I had two kids, um, and one was still a newborn. So, I, you, know, you had a, there was an extensive number of volunteer hours that were required before you could be certified. Obviously I had to be trained on like a ton of safety stuff. We did a lot of like feeding and lactation things. there was you know all this stuff understanding circadian rhythms and wake sleep cycles and like all the science pieces of it. Um, and then when it came to working with volunteers, I just decided, you know what? by the time someone is like handing me any amount of money, I want to be able to feel really confident that I know what I'm doing. Listen, if I don't have a four-year-old, I've never experienced working with a four-year-old before. So I was like, I want a couple of four-year-olds under my belt. So when someone is with a four-year-old is paying me, I can say like, I've seen this before. I know what to do. So I took on a lot more volunteers in those early months than were required of my program. And I'm so glad I did that because when I did have my first client, I wasn't, I mean, of course I was a little nervous, It's you're like nervous when you start anything new, but I felt really confident in what I was telling that family and, you know, very quickly you see like, oh, I'm doing this, I'm giving all these people this advice and it's really working and they're like telling their friends about me and it was, you know, it was amazing and so I, beyond taking on the extra volunteers, I also read a ton of additional sleep books and sometimes ones that I knew off the bat were not going to be aligned with what I believed will work and what I think is best for babies and everything that I know but I wanted to see like what else was out there right like what are what are the other things that people are going to come to me and they're going to tell me they've read or they've learned I want to understand all of these things so doing that also really helped me hone in on like my niche and like really have a strong perspective to share with families um because I think anyone who's coming to someone like me like you don't want to be given like 15 different options and told to like do what feels good like your child isn't sleeping well you want someone to tell you like this is going to work if you do this so that was really important to me because i thought you know i i look through my business through the lens of me like if i went to someone if i went to a nutritionist because i was having you know some like gastrointestinal issues and you know i was worried about my diet I wouldn't want them to be like, hmm, well, if you feel like having fruit, you could, or you could have a baguette. I would want to be like them to say, no, like this is what you need to do. You need to eliminate this thing for this amount of time and then check if these things, symptoms are occurring and then change to this. Like you want to know exactly what to do, or I would want to. So I wanted to create a business that mirrored what I would be looking for if I was in this person's position. So I did that. I launched my business literally like the week. That the world shut down in 2020 super fun um and i would say that that experience um of working like when i basically i had a newborn and a two-year-old at home with me my husband literally launched his own business at the exact same time he was not available to help very much and not only was it a really good lesson in like time management and prioritization it distracted me from the pandemic um, and also reinforced to me how important it is to have good sleepers because imagine launching your own business and having to having a newborn and a toddler who are terrible sleepers and you're locked up raw in your house like we couldn't even go to the beach you know so it was in some ways almost like a, a blessing in disguise uh, it was an interesting way to start but it's really just meant that like the business has gotten easier since then because of it um And now where I sit here almost four years later from when I launched 3.5, it's been incredible. And I now have my own office that I go to every morning, which has been great. Um, And I really have good structure to my days where I have certain days where I'm really focused on being on the phone talking to my clients and families who have taken my course. I have certain days that I really dedicate to working on sleep plans and on you know, things for my clients and correspondence with them, and days where I'm working on bigger picture things, long-term projects, content, you know, things like this podcast, right? And I have a really good, um, a really good system. And I will say the one, uh, I guess, two big lessons I learned early on in this business are how important. I mean, I was doing these things, like, intuitively, immediately, and they, like, I think have really served me well. Um, is one, having like a very, very clear process for my clients because everyone who comes to me is exhausted. Like no matter which way you shake it, whether it's a problem that started a week ago or it's something that's been going on for months and months, um, they are always coming to me not in the best place. So me being really loose and being like, I'll email you like at some point next week does not work, right? I'm very, very clear. Like when you complete this thing, this will happen. Then I will send you this and you will fill out this and da-da-da and making it just like really, really clear to people so they are not added you know I'm not adding any more stress to an already stressed out person um, and establishing really clear boundaries with clients too like I and this is something that I've just like honed over time right Um, in the last like especially two years I would say it's it's been very consistent but you know instead of saying like just email me I will say like these are my working hours and if you email me outside of them I will reply the next morning and making it like super clear when people can reach me how they can reach me what the you know, the weight is for the wait list and all those things, like making it really clear because, you know, this is not just related to sleep, like anything. If you don't explain to people what to do and how to do it, they're just gonna do whatever they want and be confused and stress themselves out, stress me out, right? Um, and some of that has been a learning curve. You know, I didn't have great boundaries when I first started. And I actually don't think that's a bad thing. I think you almost have to not have them at the beginning and then figure out what's going to work for you, right? Like for me, I've, you know, I know there are some sleep consultants who do not correspond with clients at all over the weekend, but they'll do like text support, you know, in the evenings. And to me, that doesn't work. Like I don't want to be attached to my phone when I'm trying to enjoy my kids or my going out to dinner with my husband. Like early on, I would do that. And I realized it was having a really negative impact on my family life, right? If I was just like, Pretty much on call all the time. That's not sustainable. It's also not good for my clients. If I give them information and explain it c- clearly, then I want them to take it and run. I don't want them to feel like they should check everything and run everything by me. They're you know then they're not they're not doing these things independently and, and feeling confident themselves. Um, but I also like want to be able to talk to my clients on the weekend too. Like I I didn't feel good about telling people who are starting on a Friday night, like, I'll see you on Monday. Like, they might need some support tomorrow. It doesn't mean I'm going to get up at 6 a.m. to email them, but I'm going to be available, right? So figuring out, like, my own boundaries and process was really important. And if you're somebody who is, like, interested in becoming a sleep consultant, here's what I will tell you very honestly. Like, is who is this a good job for? It can be a full-time job. It can be a part-time job. It's what you make it. Um, But the truth is you have to work really really hard this is not like i am my own boss i am, i do everything i do have people that are contracted for certain things you know i have like a web developer so if like my website crashed or something like i have somebody who can help me with that um many of you have if, if you've been my client you know crystal she was with me for two and a half years she has moved on to a a cool full time position but you know she was helping me with stuff and i have someone new who's joining me this month as well but At the end of the day, like, it's just me, right, for the most part, for, like, the major stuff. There's no one telling me, you know, there's no one giving me deadlines. There's no one telling me to take on more clients or take on less or to launch another course. Like, I have to do all of that myself. So you have to be a really, really hard worker when you own your own business, and you have to be really disciplined. But I think, too, you really have to enjoy what you're doing um, and care about it. Like, I really care care about my clients being successful. You know, if someone sends me an email and is like really discouraged about, you know, what happened the night before or is feeling really anxious, like that doesn't make me roll my eyes and be like, oh my God. Instead, I'm like, okay, like we got to talk to her, like see how she's doing. I'm looking at the sleep log. I'm like trying to figure out, you know, what happened the day before? What can we tweak? Um, what What's going to keep this parent energized and staying on course? Because this process is hard. It is, um, and I think that's why you have to enjoy it. You have to be able to balance those tougher conversations when someone's having a you know a hard time and needs a lot of support, with like the wins of seeing things finally click for their baby or toddler and how happy they are. Like you really have to care and about people and about families and want them to be successful. And you have to be really confident in what you're saying. Listen, of course, if you're brand new to any job, like. There was a first, you know, there was a first time that I've seen every crazy scenario that's been thrown at me in this job. There was a first time that I saw it. Right. So you have to have a good sense of what to do in unusual situations and you have to have like very clear perspectives to fall back on so even now if I was to see which you know I will there is going to be something new that will be thrown at me at some point that I've never seen before but I have to have all of this back context around it and a strong perspective on how to handle it to to get through to the other side and to be successful Um, and you have to have thick skin everyone who comes to me is not in a great place right so yeah, if like if you like are want to know like has anyone ever yelled at me or said something really mean? Yeah, yeah, because people are people and people are tired, and um, I've only had a handful of like really bad experiences. Like I know that I still know their names. I can count them on, you know, less than a hand. Um, but like that's the reality. And though the only I had one experience in particular that was just really really awful, and um, I'm not going to get into it. But I think there were some mental health issues going on. And when I confided in a friend about it, I was really upset, you know, like when people attack you, per, you know, it wasn't even attacking my business, it was like attacking me personally. Um, it's really hard, like it's really hard to, to like absorb someone's like rage, you know, especially when you've done everything in your power to be kind and professional and helpful. And um, I remember her telling me, and I've actually said this to other people who've had similar experiences, that it doesn't matter if you are like the best and to be clear, I am not saying I'm the best five-star restaurant in this analogy, but she's like, I remember her saying, like, even if you're the, you know, the the best, coolest, most incredible five-star restaurant in New York City that's, you know, a Michelin star, and the service is incredible, all the food is organic and fresh, blah, blah, there's still gonna be someone who goes on Yelp and is like, I hated the spinach, the decor was hideous, my waiter was rude and slow, like, people are people and you just have to know that that will happen and i think having especially that one really horrible experience really did like give me tougher skin and remind me um a like how good it is that i have really clear processes and boundaries and um like everything with clients is really buttoned up so i'm really putting on like my best for everyone everyone who comes to me um and also just remembering that people are human and like it's probably going to happen again because The more people you interact with, you know, there's more of a chance that someone will slip through the cracks. Um, So, okay, I hope that was interesting. I don't know. But uh, love you guys. I will see you next week. I have two or three really cool guest recordings that are coming up soon that I think you're going to be jazzed about. Um, And in the meantime, have a wonderful week. I know a lot of people are heading back to school this week, last week, next week, as we are as well. So great, uh, good luck. Great luck. Great luck. Feels nicer than good luck. Uh, starting school and I'll see you guys next week. Loving the snooze button. Be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss a single episode and please leave a review. I will read it and internalize it. So make sure it's very glowing. If you're interested in working with me or learning more about my courses, head to BrittanySheehan.com or follow me on Instagram at Brittany Sheehan Sleep.